start. Sooners of Oklahoma 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to a special edition episode of the Barry and Mac Show. Today, flying with me for this ride that we're on to discuss all things about the weekend, recruiting, uh, extravaganza that the Sooners have going on on campus um, but being obviously spearheaded by head coach Brent Venables and a number of other uh, position coaches, uh, Bates, Beatenbow, trying to procure some commitments for the 2024 class. Uh, here today to discuss this is Chris Mason. Chris is the lead recruiting analyst over at Sooners 360. You can follow him on Twitter at CM underscore Sooners 360. He is covering all of the visit information, giving us commitment info, where things might be heading, providing forecasts and insight for OU Sooner football, the stuff that you tune into us every week to hear about. And Chris will become a mainstay on this show, especially as we get deep into the season uh, to know how OU is going to, uh, to end up. In this uh, this recruiting cycle, that is the all important final recruiting cycle of OU's Big Twelve run. Chris, thank you for joining me today. Uh, big weekend for the Sooners, and we'll we'll get it started off. Um, tons of big names on campus, uh, but who are some of the biggest names on campus this weekend, and what does it mean to have them there at this time in the summer? Well, we'll start off with the the main big, the biggest of the names. It's uh, Williams Nawari, the five star, number two player in the nation, um, two four seven composite or on three, the number one defensive lineman. He's six six, two fifty, and hand time forty times at a recent camp were four six three and four six seven. So he is an absolute beast at the defensive end position. Everybody in the country wants him, but it looks like it's down to an OU and Tennessee battle. He goes to Tennessee next week, so it's very important OU has a big weekend with him. Uh, Todd Bates and uh, Miguel Chavis will pretty much be tied at the hip with Willie uh, all weekend. OU was in a great position earlier this spring, so OU has really good connections. He's a former teammate of center offensive tackle, offensive guard Caden Green. And his, uh, his high school coach is Jamar Mosey, who was a Sooner player under Brent Venables during the early days of the Bob Stoops, uh, Bob Stoops administration. The next player would be Kobe Black. He's a 6'1", 6'2", 185-pound cornerback from Waco, Texas. He's somewhere, he's a five-star player somewhere ranked in the top 20, around 15 to 18. Lots of schools are after him. Texas is heavily pushing for him. He's probably the highest player on Texas's um, target list, him and Colin Simmons, the defensive end from uh, Duncanville, who OU's not really recruiting at this point. But this is Kobe's second visit to OU. He was in and during the spring. So his recruiting is going to go a little distance, but this is a chance for OU to firmly put themselves uh, in a position to be 
one of the choices for Kobe near the end. He's he's talking about seven visits. So we'll see if he actually goes uh, goes through with that. Mm-hmm. Then to change gears a little bit, um, Braden Platt, the top 100 linebacker, uh, according to 247 from uh, the Washington, uh, from Washington State, where OU landed two players uh, last cycle, Josiah Wagner and uh, Heath Ozetta. So oh, you can recruit that state. He's a absolute beast at linebacker, 6'2", 245, uh, runs track, throws, you know, he's an excellent track athlete, both uh, discus and javelin, apparently, like, you know, maybe top 10 junior for that. OU's really battling Oregon, I think, for his services. And he's going to go to Oregon sometime in June. So it's, this is a time for OU to, especially with the, you know, with the expected loss of Sammy Brown to Clemson, uh, this is the number one linebacker on OU's board. If you've been reading our site, you know OU thinks Platt is as good as Sammy Brown. And uh, he's, he's going to be there, so he's going to get a lot of attention. He's the only linebacker on campus this weekend. So Brent Venables and Ted Roof and the, the host of uh, All-American linebackers that are OU support staff from Skalski, from Clemson, to the three OU All-Americans, Rufus, Alexander, Curtis Lofton, and Lance Mitchell will all be all over uh, Platt trying to make him the next great OU linebacker. And then to, it's a big offensive class group, seven players coming in. Perhaps the number one guy out of, to break that list down is Grant Bricks. He's 6'6", 285 from Iowa. He could be a right tackle or any of the guard positions. He's, he's an absolute mauler on tape, just the kind of guy – you know, if you want to make kind of a weird sooner projection, imagine a taller, more athletic uh, Ben Powers. If Ben Powers was six six mm-hmm. and 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 was just from a just from a meanness, just from yeah. his, his how much he likes to blow up people, um, that would be kind of an example. He's never quite had a guy like him on the inside with that sort of athletic uh, ability. I mean, so yeah, Ben's the only one I can really compare. There's no one else really. That, that fits that mold. And then going back to the cornerback position, OU has uh, Marcellus Williams, a, a six-foot, 185-pound, top 100 cornerback in from California. He's at St. John Bosco, which is the national, the, the South, the South uh, Cali pipeline that's always sending kids to USC and everywhere else. They go on the road, and they'll, they'll beat anybody anywhere. And uh, it looks like it's down to OU and, and, and USC for this. and. USC's got a pretty big relative advantage. His bro- older brother, Max Williams, who I remember uh, back in the day was sort of interested in OU, uh, is on USC's roster. So of all the names, those are the five biggest, I think, all top 100 kids and would all be impact players, uh, all takes and impact players for the Sooners. I want to ask you, because recently uh, Sooner fans learned of obviously the Sammy Brown commitment, which you touched on, but another player committing to Clemson, uh, Bryant Wesco. Um, he was a Sooners target uh, for quite a while, and it is no uh, no mystery that he was very high on uh, Coach Jones' board. What does this mean for the wide receiver position? Are there names that are equivalent to or maybe slightly below uh, a West Coast that OU is going to be going after? And is this a big, uh, kind of a big couple weeks here for uh, for Coach Jones as he tries to really solidify that position for Oklahoma and Jeff Lebby's offense? 
Well, I, I don't think OU's going to find a guy in the same sort of rankings range because Bryant had moved into the five-star territory, top 25. There's a guy on campus right now, Zion Reagans from Georgia, who's like a top 100, top 125 wide receiver. He's a smaller receiver, so he would be more of a – be bring, bring a totally different package of, of skills to OU. But he's, he's 5'9", like 165, 160 pounds, but he is – he redefines the term fast. He may be sub legitimately sub four three uh, in terms of his times. His track times are he has a number of track times below ten four last year. Uh, I'm not sure if there's any, you know how legit those times in wind dated and all that, but he's got serious track speed. And you can just look at him on film and tell he has a different speed. But OU has doing their summer camps, and there's a lot of wide receivers going through the summer camps. A lot of twenty five guys. Um, getting the ball from Kevin Sperry, particularly, but two twenty-four guys got offers. Ivan Carrion, he's a six-foot-six, two-hundred-pound wide receiver, Texas Tech verbal, and then uh, a guy from actually the uh, Dallas area, Dozy Izukanma, whose brother Eric played for Emmett Jones at Texas Tech and was oh, just yeah, a Izukanma. Yeah, big yep. guy, big guy, six-two, two-ten. Um, kind of, you know, beat you know, beat up the OU smaller DBs for a couple of years there, and he was a fourth round pick from Tech. And his, his younger brother is six four, one eighty five right now. Um, very athletic, mm. very smooth, a very smooth big athlete. And um, kudos to my to my boy Caleb. He let he basically found out that uh, Eric was six uh, two and like one hundred and seventy five pounds out of the high school, one hundred eighty pounds out of high school. So. It's not hard to imagine Dozy getting in the OU weight room and being a six foot three, six four, two hundred and five pound, two ten receiver in a couple of years. So they're interesting prospects. I think OU's going to let June kind of play out with all the guys they got coming in and out of June. Maybe see where Wesco is after the excitement of the Clemson stuff has had a chance to die down. Keep working him, sort of a la Peyton Bowen last year. See where they are, and then. Maybe maybe aggressively go after maybe carry on um, Enzukama or maybe a name that's getting thrown around a while quite a bit that you know, might still be in play is Quasi Gilmer, the wide receiver from Chatsworth, California. Uh, OU is also trying to recruit Xavier Jordan. Xavier went ahead and committed to USC and is talking to Philip Bell, who's also from Chatsworth in the twenty-five class. But the OU twenty-five class of receivers is just absurd right now. This it's just every. Every time we turn around, like another receiver is being hinted at, you know, leaning to OU in 25, like they're going to sign it. They're going to pull an old, they're going to sign like a 10 wide receiver class or something. It's kind of silly. So, but that's, that's, I think the most direct response to Wesco is, is carry on and, uh, and Zukama. But also I think, but I think OU's going to play out where they are with Reagan's and Terry Boosie is visiting next weekend. And Terry's a, an unbelievable athlete with also supreme speed. Um, electronically timed four four one of the camp and a camp event this uh, this spring second fastest time of all the players in the nation. All this they did camp events all over the country. He had the second fastest time of four four one, and he's an unbelievable athlete. He's a five star, top twenty guy. Uh, OU's after him. We're gonna gonna pitch him wide receiver. Everybody else is looking at him at cornerback. Chris, I was reading your stuff over there on on Sooners three hundred and sixty, and folks who are listening. 
Go check it out. Chris Mason, lead recruiting analyst at Sooners 360. Uh, you posted info about uh, the weekend's visitors, which folks can find over there uh, once they are subscribed and signed up. Uh, a lot of offensive linemen on that list. What is this weekend uh, going to mean for Beatonbow as he tries to tries to really solidify this recruiting cycle as OU goes to the SEC? Does he need to to really make what OU could possibly be in that front again shine through? Uh, is there any uh, any skepticism to maybe uh, procuring a, a pretty big sort of solid offensive line class? Uh, well, where does OU stand in terms of the guys across the front? Well, there's seven players, offensive linemen in town. Five of them carry a top 100 grade by at least one service. So it's probably the best group of players that OU's had on campus in a while. And then Bennett Warren will be in next weekend. He's a top 100 player by at least one service. And I think Casey Poe is going to be coming in as well. So there's a, there's a so when you think about that, Bill's got about that seven top guys who carry a top 100 grade. I think he has a great chance to pick up five players. Uh, I think they could go to six if Jason Zendamella is visiting. He's probably the best center in the country. He's from Florida, although uh, a great interview on 247 picked up the tidbit that he's originally from Mozambique, moved to America in 2020, played rugby. He was, uh, was a former rugby player. And being a rugby, uh, being from England, you know, I know something a little bit about rugby. Uh, if, if, he's, if he was playing rugby, he was probably destroying people at 6'3", 285 with his arm length and his, his athleticism. So he may have moved. I think football's a safer option for him for the, for the rugby players of the future uh, you know, on the Mozambique team. But it's, it's, he, if they, oh, you could get him, I think they go to six because as a center, an elite center, it's a great add. And then you add uh, a number of different players uh, on different pieces. I think Bill's in for a great year. I think we're going to see at least five players. And I think we're going to see the, the cumulative effect of him being two years removed from Lincoln Riley messing with his offer and visit lists. Chris, before we get out of here today, uh, I want to ask you about a, a certain Sooner target who uh, plays the tight end position. Had some uh, news recently on social media. And of course, we have an interview with him up available on Sooners360.com. Uh, give us uh, obviously the name here, Chris, but maybe what Sooner fans can expect and what changed with this prospect in the past year. Yeah, Davin Mitchell, the number one tight end in the 25 class, has announced a commitment date of July 8th. He's going to visit three schools in June, in June unofficially. He can't do official visits because that's only for the 24 class. So he's going to visit Bama, OU, and Miami. OU seems to be the strong favorite heading into those visits. He has lots of connections with OU. If you listen to that interview, you'll definitely hear his affinity for Michael Hawkins and playing with Michael Hawkins. So the, the big thing about this is there's a good chance that he's going to reclassify to 2024, and he would be the Sooners' top tight end target for 2024. He would basically complete the tight end position for that class. And even though he's would be um, enrolling a year early, he's a, he's a built kid. He's 6'4", 245. He is not uh, missing anything in the strength uh, Strength, strength, power department. He's not like he's 6'4", 200, and wants to play tight end. He's, 
He's 245. That's what he told us. And I think that I think the strong suspicion from everybody in the recruiting world is that he's making this July 8th commitment because he's then going to turn around a couple of weeks later and announce that he's reclassifying, that he's just waiting. He's, I think he's gotten good academic news, and that's pushed up his timeline. So I think it's definitely, uh, I think both of those things are going to happen. He's going to commit July 8th, and then we're going to get very soon after that confirmation that he's reclassified for 2024. So he's, he's been a big OU lean. He's been to OU like six times. He's out in California right now at Los Alamitos High School. I think that's a little bit related to him trying to reclassify. I think they maybe have a, a better academic circumstance for him to do that. Um, so he's, he's, been a, he's been an OU target for three years. He was a freshman dominating at a summer camp and has been basically you know, on OU recruiting radar for, for a long time. So this would be a big win. Uh, I'm not sure where he would rank reclassified. Probably somewhere in the top five and the top, but easily a top 100 player in the nation. He's a, he's a, an impact guy for OU at the tight end position. Well, Chris, it's going to be fantastic information as we uh, proceed down the stretch. A uh, big weekend for the Sooners. And of course, uh, if anything happens that's a major news, we will be discussing it over on Sooners360.com as well as uh, the podcast. Uh, you can find Chris on the Sooners 360 recruiting podcast along with Matt, Caleb, and occasionally myself and, uh, and Mr. Damian Mackey as well, going to uh, dive into all things recruiting over there. But if anything big breaks, we will have the news, information, and the entire story on the Barry and Mac feed with Chris. Chris, thank you so much for uh, for hopping on today. Again, tell people where they can follow you on Twitter and what you're doing for 360. Yeah, you, they can follow me at Twitter at CM underscore uh, Sooners360. That's my Twitter handle. And um, basic on, and on the Sooners360 site, I'm on the message board doing articles every week, doing the podcast every week, uh, posting updates as everything shows there. I'm doing in player interviews. Uh, Barry has helped uh, create a number of player interviews. We have interviews with Nigel Smith, uh, Danny Okoye, and uh, Devon Mitchell, and we're going to be getting more interviews as uh, the cycle goes on. So that's all the content we're providing. And, you know, we have our insider sources there. Are, we have some secret info on our board right now that uh, no one else really, no one else in the Sooner Internet recruiting world has. So uh, we're definitely going to be a force for you guys for information uh, this summer during the June visit weekends and then July and August when the kids start making decisions. Well, Sooner Nation, want to thank you all for tuning in for this uh, quick hitting podcast with uh, Chris Mason of Sooners 360, and we will see you soon.